Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone 2021 will continue to be the year to rediscover the great outdoors and Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Come, um, Mello and I will actually be partaking in a little tailgate adventure. As you guys are listening to this on Friday morning, we will be at the Royals White Sox game on Friday night uh, without my RV or the Mid America RV game day trailer, but it will be making its debut page at the Miked Up Golf Tournament, which you're playing in on May 22nd. Yes. Side note, as all my worlds collide here, we do have a couple teams left. If you're interested in coming to Joplin for a lot of beers, a lot of shots, and a little bit of golf, May 22nd, it's a three-man scramble, 75 bucks a person, lots of awesome prizes, and your favorite podcast crew will be there to hang out with you. Yeah, and if anyone has any suggestions for uh, golf bags, I am in the market for one because mine is very, very old. So I'm trying to get a new one before then. So send in your suggestions. Like one for, for golf bags. traveling or just one for general use? No, just for general use. Because my, you, go ahead. Am I bringing are you clubs? Bring your clubs. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't I? I just like you can use mine if you want. You don't have to no. bring clubs. No, because oh, you're I'm, like serious, serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's here to work. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not very good. I, if I make contact, that's all that really matters. That's really what my focus is. But um, no, I I want to bring mine because they're also like made for my height. Yeah, that is a we are a small a person height difference. But man, I just can't imagine ever being a serious enough or good enough golfer to pay to take my clubs or to deal with that nightmare of carrying them through an airport. You're I, check them, right? I'm a perfect, yeah, of course. I check everything. Always check. That's my motto. <laughs> always check and always I'm the same way. It's no, worth I'm always the same check. way. I never carry on. It's such a pain because well, I have I know. too many products. When we, when we flew to Cleveland and back, my fiance went with me and she was like, are we going to check bags or carry on? I was like, number one, we're going to be gone for a week. I love that you think you can pack in a carry on bag. <laughs> That's fucking adorable. She took eight pair of shoes for five days. That's not a joke. But it was like, I don't want to, because when you fly from Kansas City, it's hard to get a direct flight. It's like, I don't want to get to Detroit and have to deal with my 70 pound bag, you know, or a bunch of carry ons. Like, I'm going to let somebody else take care of that and just chill through here with my backpack. That's yeah. my motto. So if, if, it's a, if it's not a direct flight, I will carry a change of clothes in my like, um, bag on the plane, um, yep. and bring that just in case and an extra pair of shoes, um, usually, but, and then all my makeup, but other than that, always check travel tips. I do two guys are growing a pod. Oh, no, I have all the travel like an, tips. If it's like an overnight or like a two day thing and I can do uh, the carry on bag, I'll do that because I don't like hassling with like, Oh, is my bag there yet? And I get super stressed out. Like there are two things that really stress me out. Car washes and waiting for my bag at an airport because it's like they fucking lost it. I know Have they you, did. I'm going to be You know, most, most places you get like a, if you like are a member, yeah. you get like, you can check, you can follow your bag to make sure it was loaded onto the plane. And then if it's and Mello, like, I know you haven't flown in a minute, better. but dude, there's like no one on flights right now. So your bag, uh, yeah. when we got home to Kansas city, my bag beat me to the carousel. It was like, really? I got the alert page yeah, and I was like, there's no way my year. bag's already there. Yeah. From, and you know how small KCI is. My bag yeah. beat me to the baggage claim. So that is really, it, I'm with you though. That sucks. Um, one yeah. more travel tip since this is where we're starting the show today. Apparently um, we do a lot of road trips as people know, thanks to mid America RV. And 
I will take always take for that first night in a hotel. I'll take like a carry on bag and just so I don't have to like deal with all my stuff the first night. Yeah. Like I'll take uh, like a little weekender and I'll put like one overnight change in there. So I don't have to get the suitcase out. You also, you know, it's really good that you can't necessarily carry it on a plane, but you can check it in a bag, take it with you on a road trip is your Manscaped trimmer. It's really small. It fits in, in any bag you need it to fit in. And if you use two guys 20. 4.0. Oh, and they, uh, I don't know. Maybe we're special. They sent me one of those little carry on bags, one of those little yes, toiletry bags. I have one of those too. Super I easy and convenient to pack. I take mine with me everywhere I go. You never know what, Wait, what? kind of situation you're going to run into. I didn't get one of these. Nah, yeah, you did uh, a toiletry bag. <laughs> I don't think I did. It I did. That's nice. It's it is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> My brain is mashed potatoes lately. So. Anyway, let's get into the actual show here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, who knows what's going to happen here. As he said, it's a beautiful mystery. I loved watching Adam Schefter say that his career as a Packer is in jeopardy. Come on, guys. The puns are amazing. But there is, I mean, no one really knows. And now we're getting like John Kuhn, Paige's cousin, coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> being like, I know Aaron. He's just trying to leverage them because he wants to finish his career here. Then you have Brett Favre, who is always there when you need a soundbite, to say, I don't think he'll ever be a Packer again. I know Aaron really well. Mm-hmm. I think we're to the point where like we're one day away from somebody asking Terry Bradshaw what he thinks about the situation. So, but we're really like where no one knows. I, I have no, I haven't like even asked anybody as far as like a, what a source would say about this. That's not my lane. I just love the chaos of it. And I know we've talked about this before with other quarterbacks. I really like the NFL players are starting to take control of their own destinies. We're seeing that not with, not only with players saying like, you know what, I don't want to play here anymore, but we're seeing it with players who say, you know, what, we're not going to do the, the off season workouts that are quote unquote voluntary, which I know we'll get into that a little bit, but I actually love that Aaron Rodgers is saying, that Brian Gutekunst is Jerry Krause, and he's mm-hmm. like allegedly texting free agents not to go to Green Bay. Like my man is sabotaging stuff from inside the building. The call is coming from upstairs. He is like <laughs> for real pissed, pissed. That's why I don't think that there's. I don't think this is a contract deal where it's like, oh, give him ten million more dollars and he'll be okay. If you're telling free agents not to come to Green Bay, that's irreconcilable differences. It seems a little more serious than just like what Kuhn was saying of like, oh, he wants more money. He wants to be a Packer forever. Like, does he? Because, I mean, he's telling people that he's not going to be there. And I wouldn't think you would do that if you're like, "Ah, I'm going to be here. I just want more money. So I'm going to do it this way. I I don't know. I think that he's really pissed off with the receiver that got cut, the GM, the head coach. Jake is gone. There's so many dominoes that have fallen. I, I think he's probably actually pissed off. I thought one of the most interesting reports about this was that Aaron Rodgers was pissed that it leaked. And I was like, <laughs> what do we, do we really like some people genuinely believe that he didn't want this to leak and he wanted to handle it. I don't it. believe that. I, well, I mean, I don't know. I just am saying what is out there that that was yeah, one of the things sure. is that he didn't want it to come out. Um, like you said, Brett Favre made a comment and he even brought up the situation with his family and was like, if this guy wants to hold a grudge, he will hold a grudge. So it kind of just depends mm-hmm. on the Aaron Rodgers that we get to see what the resolution is of this. Is it the one we've seen for the last year or so that all of us were like, hey, this guy's pretty likable. Like, what? Right? Is, you know what I mean? Like, we've all kind of changed on him. But I'm curious, do you think that the only way to keep him in Green Bay is to fire the GM? And how do you do that? Because you, and you set a standard for doing right. that. Like, I just don't. Across the whole NFL, not even yeah, just in it, that yes, organization. Yes, that, that you have that much power. 
I'm not taking sides on this. I just am excited to see it play out. But can we can we just be honest and say that it's not like Aaron Rodgers has the worst situation there. They had the best offensive line in football last year. I saw a great stat. They drafted as many first-round receivers in Aaron Rodgers' 16 years as the Patriots did in Tom Brady's 16 years. So, like, you can't – like, yes, they should have drafted him a wide receiver at some point, but, like, they'd spent a lot of second-round picks on wide receivers. You know, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. Like, they they have a great running back in Aaron Jones. So, I do think the – the like, woe is Aaron Rodgers. He has such a bad team around him. They've won the second most games in the NFL over the last 10 years or third most games, excuse me. It's like, what, what's missing here? Like, you're great. You've won three MVPs. Like, I, I do think to some degree, the idea that the Packers haven't built a good enough team around Aaron Rodgers is kind of bullshit. Like, they have a great team. They've been in, what, three straight NFC championship games? Like, they're, this is not a bad football team. It's not like we're looking at Deshaun Watson in Houston and being like, damn, he's got to get out of there. Like, that's a bad team. This is a really, really good team. It's one of the premier teams in the NFL. But I think you can also say that, like, drafting Jordan Love and the fact that maybe we don't know all the conversations that he's tried to have with them for what he wants to add and what he yeah. thinks is better, and they haven't gotten over that next step. So I think there's a lot more to the story there that he's tried. And I think that, like, was something that we learned even with the Deshaun Watson situation earlier this year was just like, there were a lot of conversations that were had that just, they didn't meet. They said, okay, okay, okay. To keep him happy, but didn't actually do anything. And yeah. that's a part that I think we'll eventually learn those things because obviously the, the Green Bay Packers are not like the 49ers. They apparently let things leak. Um, I just had to throw that in there for fun. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's such an interesting situation and it's all that anyone can talk about, but can we just take a moment and talk about Terry Bradshaw being like, that makes him weak. Crazy. Like, what? I mean, he's, is he senile? Like I say that jokingly, but like, is he? So I don't, I don't know. I don't care about what Terry Bradshaw or Brett Favre have to say about this whole thing. Can we ask people from not from like the Delta what they think about things? Like, <laughs> you know, like, can we ask somebody from like, what is maybe Drew we Bledsoe go to, think? you know, you know, the second yeah, worst part mean? of the country and ask them, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, why are we starting at the bottom? Like, you know, if you ask Brett Favre, Terry Bradshaw, anything, you're going to get, you're going to get a hot take. It's going to trend on Twitter. I mean, like, we don't want politics and sports. And then you're talking about politics the next day and like, they are the two quarterbacks. They're the two athletes right now where like you could ask them about like, Hey, what do you guys think about LeBron James's injury? They would have something, they would have something and it would trend on Twitter. And we'd be like, I would love at some point for us to just be like, you know what? I actually don't care what Brett Favre or Terry Bradshaw think. Just don't. I think they're, that's they're, where they're not relevant anymore. I think most people yeah. were just kind of like, uh, cause I even saw like a graphic that was posted of the, the comments um, that Terry Bradshaw made and like you can tell that like people don't like it because nobody liked it like you could see that like it was a it's a yeah. popular Twitter or Instagram account and like I know a lot of people that follow it and there was like maybe one person I knew that followed it or liked it and I was like because all of us are just like what no we ain't like that shit like that's stupid dude has to play football in like 40 years like why yeah. why do we care what he thinks because he's understand. on that Sunday preview show Fox yeah, yeah which he needs Probably really look at that. There's one company we can all take shots at together. I do actually like no, but I like their college football show. So I'm not I really do love their college football show. I love Big Noon Kickoff. I like their uh, I like their uh preview show too. I just think it's yeah Terry Bradshaw, it's probably time to go. Like your opinions don't even make sense anymore. That happens. Yeah. 
All right. Um, Juwan James uh, tore his ACL working out, not at the facility, and now is looking at potentially not getting paid because he was away from the facility. Yeah. Tons of players were like, wait, what? Pat Mahomes being one of them. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes being one of them mm-hmm. um, was not pleased. That this I will was get the a case. text about that. Thank you. Um, I was just making sure. <laughs> I, I I love Patrick. Um, but I, what do you guys think about this? And do you think if they don't pay him that this is going to be a huge issue for a lot of people and a lot of players? I know hyperbole. I could see the players strike. Or like holdout, not strike. I could we yeah. could see holdouts if the Broncos cut hit Juwan James and basically cost him twenty million dollars. I think it's a slippery slope, right? And yeah. I know that the NFLPA has been very involved in here. I heard from someone that the NFLPA had told him the day before to stop working out at the facility, and he went worked out at home the next day, got hurt. Yikes. So like it's tough, right? Because you you have to stay in shape over the summer. You have mm-hmm. to, but. If you work out at the facility, like it's, it's such a double-edged sword. And I generally side with the players when it comes to things like this, because no one is looking out for them. They have to look out for themselves, but this is, it's a tough situation. I don't know what the right answer is. Guys have to work out. I think it's crazy that a team could cut you and take $20 million from you because you got hurt training to do your job. You know, like that seems unfair. And I think we need to get to more of that sometimes of like, you know, like, when we played backyard football or baseball, you knew what a strike was and you knew what like a penalty was, right? Like everybody knows we should just go back to like common sense in sports. Like, Hey, this guy got hurt doing his job, trying to prepare. It's not like he was playing basketball and popped an Achilles. Like he was Mm -hmm. working out to prepare for the season and he got hurt. There should be like, that should almost like fall under like workplace injuries in my opinion. Yeah, especially with this offseason where so many players are trying to stay away from the facilities and things like that. And, you know, a lot of these guys don't even live in the same city where they uh, work, where their where their team is. Yeah. So, I mean, he could be in like Florida working out close to his family, spending the offseason there. So I think it's it's a pretty shitty move. If Denver cuts him, I think it's a bad move, obviously, for the player, but also the organization moving forward. Like you're going to bring in free agents after you screwed over this player very, very badly, uh, I think that players would look at that situation and say, like, I'm, I'm not going to sign there because uh, we're seeing the reports. I don't think a lot of them are going to dive deep into what's really going on. And if he does get cut, that's what they're going to remember. Players are going to remember that that organization cut a player who got hurt training for his job, and they're not going to want to sign there. So I think if Denver's smart, you pay him. Or this could really hurt your franchise. And just do the right thing. And pay the guy. Like you said, Matt, this, he wasn't like out playing basketball and got hurt. This isn't like a motorcycle wreck. He was working out, trying to get ready for the season already. Where like a lot of guys probably haven't started that yet. And yeah. he already is in May. So I, I think they should pay him. I think it's a really bad look if they don't. Yeah. One thing I want to mention before we move on is just that to the point you're making in terms of slippery slope is that there are guys that could you know, get hurt doing something other than training and not want to lose money. And so come into the facility and, you know, hobble in there and, and, you know, say, mm-hmm. Oh no, I got hurt here or whatever. And so that's why I think this isn't just like a, Hey, you pay him. Cause it's obvious in this situation. Yes, you do that. But again, yeah. if you set that, that presidents, you, 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 you like that could potentially be a way that people could use it in the future. So it is not so black and white in terms of 
all situations, just this situation. I think all of us agree that they should pay him and do the right thing by him because he was actually training, but I did not know that he was told not to work out at the facility. That's super interesting. I don't know if that's out there. So oops. I had not seen that either. Sources, not Miller. That's those three letters now at the end of the name, you know, I saw someone call it today. I got deep in like an Ohio State uh, recruiting message board while I was waiting at the DMV this morning. And people on that message board call it E-S-E-C-P-N. So it's like they put SEC in there. Uh, it was pretty clever. People at Ohio State hate ESPN and the SEC. I don't know why the SEC has had the most players drafted every year the last like 12 years. It's no because you that. hate the SEC or you love them. No one is neutral on that entire conference. It's yeah. either, oh, my God, you recognize that they're the best football conference or you absolutely despise them. That's it. There's no in there's no in between. I love it. I, love I thought SEC. you were going to go in a different direction with that and do the Mean Girls quote where she's like, it's like I have ESPN or something. And she means like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought for no, sure but that would have worked, too. Uh, OK, let's transition. Alejandro Villanueva is now a Baltimore Raven after spending uh, the first five years of his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he immediately threw shade at uh, his former teammates signing with the Ravens. He said that he thinks that offense will be more fun for offensive linemen because they run the ball so much. It's more fun to run block and that the wide receivers just want to do dances and post on TikTok. That sounds make a lot the like Smith-Schuster. Make the TikToks. <laughs> I am the, I am very much this podcast old man. And it's like the get off my lawn guy. I actually Fair. don't like, but I, I think on this one, like, what point is he trying to make? Like, his new team has wide receivers who are divas as well. All wide receivers are divas. So, like, yeah. what are you trying to prove here, buddy? That, like, oh, I'm a hard-ass offensive lineman. Watch me run block. Okay, man, like, <laughs> Marquise Brown's going to be on TikTok as well. That's not just Juju. He's not the only one. Good luck right? dealing with a receiver who says, like, <laughs> I need to be used more on social media. Right. Like, at least Juju's yeah. just, like, making TikTok videos and then showing up on Sunday. Right. Yeah, it's you, you can find guys like that in every locker room. It wasn't just like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like Mike Tomlin does this. a pretty decent job of managing players and personalities. Having not ever worked in an NFL locker room, but having been around NFL players for a really long time, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say this. Players like Juju Smith-Schuster will be much more accepted in a locker room than attitudes like this. Like, you yeah. don't have to prove how tough you are, buddy. You're a starting offensive lineman in the NFL, and you were an Army Ranger. You get the tough guy award, yeah. okay? You got it. We get it. Thank mm -hmm. you for your service. Okay, hard but, <laughs> Right. Coming into a locker room with mostly young players who grew up in a social media age, calling it, you know, face space or whatever he's going to call it is probably not the move to endear yourself with your two teammates. Your young teammates. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I mean, I sort of liked it because the, those teams sort of already have that rivalry going and it's already chippy most of the time. So I feel like it's kind of a cool thing that he threw that out there. I don't know. Maybe I, I, have a, I like wonder, rivalries. You I wonder how many other Steelers in that organization, how many players in that organization feel the same way or, you know, uh, kind of holding it against Juju about the TikToks and everything that they were doing last season. Cause I'm, I'm sure if there's one, he's not the only one. I, so, and even when Juju was doing it, too. sorry, Pitch. Go ahead. No, just well, so that's what, what I was going to say is like when Juju was doing it, I was like, okay, this is, this is a distraction, but how much time does football take up? There are 24 hours a day. Let's say you sleep eight. Okay. There's 16 hours left. 
he can definitely do his job as a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers and mm-hmm. be on TikTok as much as he wants and probably be okay with it. Like, let's just say he sleeps eight hours, he works eight hours, he has eight hours to play video games, make TikToks, do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Maybe we should just celebrate the fact that this young, rich man is not getting in trouble. He's playing video games with someone named Ninja and posting it on TikTok. He's not beating the shit out of his girlfriend. He's not getting arrested. Maybe let's just be happy about it. And done. Scene. Scene. <laughs> wow. That was, I did not expect that you to get riled up. I should have known because you are the old man on the podcast. So. Well, no matter what, no matter what, corner who just had to turn himself in and plead guilty okay. on three counts. Like maybe let's point the spotlight at that guy. Should play some more video games, be on TikTok instead of breaking the law. That's I'm fair. Just, there are much better things that you can do with your time. There are. Um, Get a fucking and, hobby. And uh, Jimbo Fisher spent his free time apparently saying that he doesn't need Nick Saban to retire. That he is going to beat his ass anyway. There's Guys. no way in anything <laughs> in. In no thing could Jimbo Fisher beat Nick Somebody tweeted that someone's like, in what? Fight. Yeah, no. In having Nick a Saban is going to actually yes. whip his ass now. Like, I know. SEC why would you day. ever do that? Why would you ever say that? Why would you poke the bear? Like, why would you tempt God? You know? Yeah. Like, just don't do it. There's I like there's had to check. I checked to make sure it was real. Like, I legitimately, like, looked at the article, and it didn't. it's not a website that I'm familiar with. And I, like, clicked, and I was like, is this real? Is this? Is this something that he really did say? And of course, afterwards, he was like, well, I have so much respect for him and blah, blah. And we're friends oh, and all yeah. that. But, oh, that is just not. Because I also can just hear him saying it now because in just like his like thick accent and just being like, we're going to beat his ass. Like Jimbo and, needs to do two thing, three things. Stay at a school for five years without major sanctions. Actually have <laughs> a quarterback be good in the NFL and prove that he can be a top five team when the rest of the country is playing football. Do those three things and we'll talk. Yeah. But he hasn't before. Yeah. I, they have I a mean, lot of good players for next year. They, they still have some questions. Yes, they do. Quarterback. But <laughs> a uh, lot of good players. Still not Alabama. Like, I get that every coach yeah. needs to have that mindset of like, yeah, we're going to kick his ass. We don't care about Nick Saban. We've got a good team coming there. I don't know if Alabama is the team you want to give bulletin board material to. Like, they're going to hold like, on maybe to Maybe pick on Georgia first. You know, like start with <laughs> yeah. Florida. Start mm-hmm. in state. You know, or against your old, your old team uh-huh. there. Yeah. Uh, Man, those Razorbacks, screw those guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think Arkansas has a better recruiting class for next year than AM does right now. If what I saw on that Ohio State message board this morning is true, <laughs> then <laughs> Arkansas's good old bucknuts.com. Uh, that's literally the name of it. Uh, sorry. I'm going to stop getting us off track. I didn't make that up. That is the name of the website. That's a really good name. I'm kind of sad that it's taken. <laughs> right, right. That's going to be the do, name of my hunting website. <laughs> you can do like hornnuts.com for a Texas one or trucknuts.com. Trucknuts.com is definitely a website. So never mind. Uh-huh. Someone definitely. Paige probably doesn't know what truck nuts are. I'm not Googling Have you ever seen truck nuts? I bet. <laughs> are they the things oh, that people I like put on the back of Oh, I can't wait to get to Missouri. Their- are they think the thing that people like put on the back of their truck that is not appropriate? Yeah, Mello, we're uh-huh. we got to put some on my truck before we pick her up at the airport. <laughs> with like a with like a cowbell down there too, uh-huh. just the nuts banging off the cowbell, and we'll use our Manscaped lawnmower 4.0 to make sure they're nice. And, <laughs> and you can use two guys twenty to get twenty percent off, just in case you're wondering. Right. <laughs> wow. Oh gosh, but yeah, I just thought that was the funniest thing. I saw it late last night. It was like I gotta add that to the rundown just so we could get a good laugh. I mean. No, dis- I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I just, 
that to me was like comical that you would even and also it's like it's may like this isn't the time to be like firing up your team and sending things like that but nick is gonna remember nick knows nick sees they're gonna have t-shirts made today yeah he's probably already assigned one of his you know coaching staff guys who are just like an intern or whatever and he's like hey remember this for October when we play this them. is Tom That's Herman's your one job, job right now right <laughs> yeah, exactly isn't that where Herman is is he I don't know I don't Probably. remember where he is I mean I'm... where else would it go <laughs> you could do a hell problem. of a deep dive on the Alabama coaching staff just like oh, yeah. who they actually have but they we also were talking like... about it go ahead Mel, on sorry. radio like Bill O'Brien went from being an NFL GM That's, and head yeah. coach to Nick Saban's offensive coordinator. Like, not even Dude, another head coaching job. Just so an Doug offensive Marone. coordinator. Right? Doug Marone's the O-line coach. <laughs> but they all come out better for it. Oh, Tom yeah. Herman's not there. My bad. Well, he should have. He should have went there. Where did he go? He's like a linebacker. Is he with the Bears? I'm just going to Google it instead of You're guessing. Googling it. He's with the Bears. Okay. The Bears. Well, he's going to love Herman Justin, gets Fields. Justin Fields. Fields. I, I hope uh, Justin Fields loves running QB power on third and 12. God damn it. Yeah. And only throwing to the right oh side of the field. God. Four verts over. Oh, do over you have a really now. good running back? That's cool. We're not going to give him the ball. No. One Whoever David best. Montgomery's backup is, if he fumbles a lot, he will get the ball at the goal line over and <laughs> right. over again. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. We should actually do a deep dive on like coaching trees and this summer and look at it. Cause I mean, I do that stuff anyway, just to see who's where at this point, but I feel like there are yeah. some good things we can connect some dots on and talk about on here, but I want a Nick Saban coaching tree t-shirt. <laughs> just like, yeah. Although it would kind of be like Belichick Saban. Yeah. You, you'd have to give Belichick the, the credit there, I guess. Parcells Belichick Saban. It has to be a turtleneck. So. It has to be a large t-shirt, a very large t-shirt to expand out. What are you trying to say? I'm saying that there's a lot of coaches' names to be on the t-shirt. Not that you're big. Oh. Relax, relax, relax. No body shaming on ha- this podcast. I already okay? had a crisis when I saw myself on television. All right, relax. You're fine. Jeez. You're okay. Broke my I'm, ego. Thank you. I'm not. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's do something you're actually really, really good at, which is we're going to talk about the actually, 2020 draft class. Actually good at. <laughs> We're going to talk about the 2022 draft class and the top QBs in that class. Matt, we will let you go first and tell us who you think is going to be the top QB in that class. I didn't put mine on here because I didn't want Melo to steal it. That's not true. Uh, I was just at the DMV and didn't see this question on there. But I do think I'll say this um, because I've seen a lot of people pushing back against 2020 big boards and mock drafts. I just want to say these are projections. They're where we think things will be 51 weeks from now. Right. So like, let's just, these are not, we're not saying that this guy's going to be a first round pick It's that they, they have traits that we really like. So my top quarterback for next year right now is Carson strong at Nevada. He's six, four, great production last year has a really strong arm, good mobility. When I've watched of what I've seen of these quarterbacks, he's my favorite one to watch and has the highest projection. I think Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma, Sam Howell at North Carolina are probably right there is QB two. And again, it's a projection we're expecting. Spencer Rattler to play better than he did early in the 2020 season. I mean, he got benched against Texas and we're expecting Sam Howell to be good without the four offensive skill players that North Carolina had drafted. Uh, I will throw one more name in there as someone who I think could ascend to being a top quarterback. That's Malik Willis at Liberty. 
I went back and watched the Coastal Carolina Liberty game yesterday. Malik Willis looked better against them than Zach Wilson did. Now, I know we can't transit a property. You can't just apples to apples comparison there. He's going to be the number but two I will pick say, I'm just kidding. Right. Malik <laughs> Willis one, did, he did look yeah, very right. good against, against uh, the best team they played. And, and Liberty was ranked all year. I think Hugh Freeze is doing a very good job with Malik. He, he still needs to develop some as a passer, but the raw talent is absolutely there. Former Auburn kid. Um, huge arm. He's just got to yeah. work on dialing things down a little they bit. They play all Miss this year, too. So, I mean, that's going to be a good way to evaluate that. It's and a better Matt team. They're out going against each other. Yeah. Right? Two scattershot quarterbacks. Yeah. All the throws. The shootout of second round all quarterbacks. All the throws. <laughs> second round shootout. Maybe we should go to that one. Uh, Maybe we should. Is it at Ole Miss? At the Grove? Yeah, it is. All right. <laughs> We're adding that to the list. <laughs> They're returning you for you to have fun there. Uh, my quarterback, yeah, you you took one of mine in Carson Strong, but I'm still going strong right. with um, Phil Jerkovich at Boston College. I like him. I like the arm talent. I like the Is athletic that how you ability. Jerkovich, Jerkovich. I don't know how to say it. I think it's I, Jerkovich. I thought you just said it right. That's not. I think it's Jerkovich. Somebody I don't tell me. Jerkovich. Yeah, it looks like that. I think so. Uh, I've watched a couple of his games. I think I'm saying it right. But I, I do like his talent. And he's not just like some, oh, look at Boston College out of nowhere kid. He was a five-star recruit and went to Notre Dame. And for some reason, you know, like Malik Willis at Auburn, they chose Ian Book over him. And I think Notre Dame fans are going to really look at that Boston College tape this year, watch those games, and, and feel a little FOMO on what's going on at Boston College. I really like him. I think he could ascend. It doesn't have a lot around him, but I think that Boston College offensive line can be better this year. And Desmond Ritter is another name that I'm watching. I, I know that Rattler and Howell are the very popular picks. I just don't love their game, watching the two of them. Uh, I, I think they're big-time recruits. They had some really good freshman years. And with Spencer Rattler, I think it's, it's a lot of name recognition, like guys that aren't really uh, college football fans, guys that are you know, trying to cover the draft are just like, okay, who's a name I know? Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma. I'm going to throw him in there. And so I, I think that's what's kind of going on, Paige. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with my pick is Spencer going Rattler. to be Spencer Rattler. Um, and here's why. Here's why. Here's why. I'm going to tell you why. you watched him on QB1 under the lights. No. <laughs> or no. whatever it was. Here's why. How about you guys let me talk before you shit on my answer? Thank you. Um, well, I talked and shit on your answer. Yeah, before. I know. So um, Matt can wait his turn. My thing is history, history repeating itself. I am not, I'm going to go with the fact that we've seen quarterbacks with similar games, similar stature and similar abilities drafted in the top five. Like that just has been how it's gone for the last couple of years, guys that we didn't think. And also like the Oklahoma factor is a big deal. Like the fact that like Kyler Murray and Baker yeah. Mayfield are both taken like that's there's a reason. So uh, the recipe for success is there. So if I was a betting person and that I was putting money on this, I would put money on Spencer because of what we've seen the last couple of years with quarterbacks. That is the reason why I, I picked him. I also would put Keaton Slovis in there just to do a Pac-12 thing for fun. I feel like Keaton Slovis and Sam Howell are just kind of game managers. Like we'll see. A lot yeah. can change lot, between yeah. sophomore and exactly. junior year. A lot. Well, it, it, you it can develop. Well, we thought Mac Jones was a game yep. manager too. So I think there's potential for sure. There might be. But I but also I don't I think the I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter because you can look at what Zach Wilson did because I feel like Keaton Silvis will get the the hit of like, well, he doesn't play in that great of a conference. And if he does well, then that's gonna be the the hit on him. 
Um, and they don't really like besides Notre Dame, I don't think they have any. I think they play like San Jose State in the off or the like non-conference games. So I don't think he has anyone to really like stand against. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Spencer Rattler still. So if I'm a betting person, put your money on Spencer Rattler would be my hey, where did Spencer not Rattler a lazy go to take. high school? Pinnacle High School. The Pinnacle Pioneers. What? Hey, I get uh, shade thrown at me because people say that I just have, uh, what was it, burnt orange colored glasses. And you do. I hate OU. You do. You do. Um, Matt does I do too. hate OU, but I'm able to. You both hate Spencer Rattler, it. too. You both shit on him last year, and after he got benched, he played really well. And I we had to take I a moment to say. You think he's overrated? I think I know. where he was at at the beginning of the season last year was very overrated. Now, as a draft mm-hmm. prospect, he has, he has tools. He could definitely get better. Lincoln's a great coach. But all the talk about – a year ago, people were like, he's going to win the Heisman. That was premature, and he was overrated. I think both can be true. Oh, he can God. be good and overrated. I just yep. hope he's I think he's probably going to win the Heisman, but I don't, I don't think that he's a draft guy. I think he's really small. We've I don't think his arms are special. I think we've talked about this before, that even though you win the Heisman, that doesn't make you a good NFL player. But Absolutely. Right. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the lazy pick and take Spencer Rowler. So I'm okay. glad, that, well, I'm glad take, that we got that. Let's be lazy and take a break and we'll come back and finish this thing. All right, guys, we are going to do some rookie of the year picks. We've studied up on them. We watched them. We know what team they're playing for. And now we are going to decide who's going to have the best year in our opinion. And let's have Melo go first. Uh, well, for me, I'm going first. And I think the easy answer would be Trevor Lawrence. But I'm not going to go that way because that's not what I want. Uh, You're not I'm, doing I'm changing it. I'm changing it. <laughs> we were originally going to do top five. I'm changing my answer. Uh, I, I figured you would. I'm going with Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. I know that I was kind of hard on Justin Fields throughout the season. I really like the fit of him in a Matt Nagy offense. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was not good, but I think he kind of showed you what <laughs> Matt Nagy wants. And I think Justin Fields' athletic ability, the big arm, I think that he can come in there. He's going to be competing for the job. So it's not even just like a, hey, here, you're handed this job. You're the starter. He's going to have to compete with Andy Dalton. And I think he wins that job. And I, I like the fit of him in this offense with Allen Robinson, with David Montgomery. Let's just hope that Tom Herman doesn't ruin this offense as well. And that Justin Fields is able to put up the numbers he's capable of. I like the fit there as well. I think to your point, with what we think Matt Nagy's offense will look like, because we really don't know what Matt Nagy's offense looks like. What he's done in Chicago is not at all what I thought he would bring over from Kansas City. So hopefully they get back to some of those things that that he was going to bring from uh, Andy Reid, because I do think Justin Fields would be a great fit in that. I actually picked Trey Lance, and a lot of Niner fans, it's weird because they hated me at the beginning of the week, and now they got to love me. So <laughs> welcome to life with me. Uh, every person I've ever known. Life 360. Yeah, right. They can relate to what you're experiencing right now, 49er fans. I, I know there's a lot of talk, and, and Jed York was like, we are comfortable sitting Trey for two years. You better not be, because that would be fucking stupid, to trade up all those picks and sit a player sure. for two years. No, I understand he's young, and like he could sit for two years. You're not going to. He's not. So who's going to start years. when Jimmy Garoppolo goes down in week four right. if they're sitting him for two years? Or when years? he, you know, has five touchdowns and four picks through the first six games again. So I think um, Trey Lance actually starts a lot more games than people realize and ends up winning rookie of the year. Remember last year, Justin Herbert did not start every game and still set rookie touchdown records, rookie yard mm-hmm. records. So I think we can see Trey Lance. Maybe he doesn't start week one, but by week five, 
Jimmy Garoppolo will probably be hurt or bad. Like history, as Paige was saying, hit with the Oklahoma quarterbacks, the best predictor of future of the future is the past. Jimmy Garoppolo will either suck or be hurt. I'll guarantee it because that's what he has been. So Trey Lance will People play are gonna enough football. People are going to clip that and be like, Matt Miller says that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or do. wants Jimmy Garoppolo to get hurt. Please do. <laughs> Listen, I haven't been wrong about Jimmy yet. I said a year ago he sucked, and everybody was mad at me. Guess what happened? He sucked so bad they traded three first-round picks. I thought we moved on. I thought we moved on. This is more about Trey than saying. it is about Jimmy. I thought we moved on from this. Trey is in a perfect situation for his talents. I understand the accuracy gets a little off at times, but I think he makes up for it as a runner. I think the work he's done since he opted out, let's remember, we say his accuracy is not good. We've only seen him play one football game in the last year. We don't really know what his mechanics look like right now. And I think working with all the quarterbacks, coaches he's worked with, what is that face for? The people are saying that his accuracy is bad because he spent a whole, he had a whole season the year before where he didn't throw an interception. Well, that's those are different though. I think his ball placement. If I were gonna say his biggest flaw, it ball would be placement his accuracy. and accuracy are ball different. Uh, well, no, the fact that he didn't throw an interception doesn't necessarily mean he's accurate. I mean, it, I mean, it, it helps, helps, but I do think his ball placement could be better. Okay, and that he it's throws, not perfect. Like, I'm not some, saying that means it's perfect. There's I'm some ducks saying. to his game. So anyway, I think the running ability will make up for a lot of that, and the work that he's put in since the last time we saw him play will help with that. All right. Well, originally I was going with the very easy pick because again, I thought we were picking things based on what we thought would actually happen. Um, and you know what? We are. we are. Okay. You guys think those things will actually happen. And the favorite pick would obviously be Trevor Lawrence, which I could do, but I'm going to go with something that will shock absolutely no one. And I'm going to take Najee Harris <laughs> as the rookie of the year. I mean, you guys, he's in the perfect situation. He he's happy. Yeah. He knew this was sort of going to happen and had these conversations with them. He likes where he's going. He is always trying to be the best. Like he does not care what anyone else says. And I just think he's going to have a great rookie year. And I think people are going to, there are going to be a lot of fans of other teams that fall in love with this guy too. And he's just going to, I mean, we've already seen it um, with the amount of commercials he's been in and the, the sweet things that he's done. Um, yeah. But I'm looking forward to just seeing him running all over in the NFL. I cannot wait. Did you see the call from Mike Tomlin to Najee Harris? No. Uh, so Tomlin called him to make, like, tell him. And huh? you could tell that Najee was like, who is this? And Tomlin was like, you know who this is. It's Coach Tomlin. Like, you can clearly tell that he's been telling him for, like, weeks. Like, yeah. we're taking you at 24. Yeah. Expect Everyone knew. Right? Everyone, yeah. yeah. That was, like, the – we were <laughs> in, hoping that no one else just, like, got in there. But I was like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's happening. Yeah. So Najee is going to be my pick. And also that would just make me super happy. More bragging rights for me. I mean, it yeah. is basically which quarterback is going to win this award as I hit my microphone, but I think yeah, Najee most has a time in his chance. He is a legit. I think that's the thing out of all of like the non QB players. I think he does have the best chance. Okay. Let's yep. do some speaking of the Steelers. Uh, paging two guys. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the Steelers, go ahead, Paige. I don't, are there names here? No, no. Nope. Um, someone wrote DMs, in. So I just left them off. Oh, okay. Um, I was surprised that the Steelers didn't draft a QB considering ben, Big Ben's age and regression. In 2022, which prospects are good fits for their system? And in what round should the Steelers draft them in? Well, you should draft them in the first round, but I'm going to let you right. guys take who's the best fit for them. Yeah, I oh, think Carson guy. Strong 
Yeah, or Melo's got a big fill. I think they're both good fits, right? But again, it's this key of we're thinking about what their offense has been. They might want to change that. They might want to add more of a run element, which would bring in Spencer Rattler, would bring in Malik Willis, would bring in Desmond Ritter, Jalen Daniels at Arizona State. I know Paige is a huge fan of his. Like There are a lot of players that would give you more of that mobility aspect if they decide to go that route. So um, even Matt Corral at Ole Miss, a little more athletic. So that's the key is like what we, what they have been doing versus what they will do. Like the Buccaneers draft Kyle Trask. They're going to stick with what they've been doing. They're not changing anything. The Steelers might want to look at this and say, okay, let's refresh things. I was not surprised that they didn't draft a quarterback. They gave Mason Rudolph that $5 million extension. They do have Dwayne Haskins on the roster. So they have three quarterbacks that they like there. Yep. I I do think it is probably time in 2022 to take a quarterback in the first round or maybe even try to trade up. They're probably going to be drafting middle of the pack or in the 20s somewhere. Usually they're a pretty good team. But I, I do agree with you just because, you know, a guy like Ben Roethlisberger has been there. Maybe they do want something different. I would say a key for playing in Pittsburgh is probably a strong arm, though, playing in that weather, going to Cleveland, Cincinnati, and even Pittsburgh. Yeah, you got to have a strong arm to be successful in that division. And even, you know, a guy like Baker Mayfield has a really strong arm. And even at times he struggled. So I, I would look for guys okay. that do have a strong arm to play for the Steelers. Did you say something nice about Baker Mayfield? I know he's a good player. Like he was drafted first overall. I just don't like him. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a good player, but uh, <laughs> yeah, true. as we've discovered. All right. Next question. Which team had the best draft and who had the worst? Hello, we'll go back to you first. Sorry. Uh, I'm <laughs> best draft. Yeah. I'm going with the Panthers on this one. I absolutely loved what they did I I mean like their first four players are probably going to play like early like even getting like a guy like Brady Christensen like we thought they might go oh tackle in the top I really like JC Horn he was right there with me and, and Patrick Sertan I really like him what he can do I think he's going to be aggressive this year we're going to see a lot of interceptions for him and I just continue to love the way the Panthers are building their team and Matt I know they got your tight end out of Notre Dame that you love Tommy Trimble yeah uh, that was going to be my answer as well for the team I loved. You're so I'll pivot. How about the Brownies, though? They had a great draft. They really did. And they played the board beautifully. Greg Newsom fell to them. They're like, well, Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams haven't been healthy. We'll take a corner. And then, like, Jeremiah Wusu Cormo falls. And they're like, man, we just, we have some good linebackers, but oh, well, we'll get him as well. Like, they just played the board so beautifully. Uh, my least favorite draft or worst draft, I'm not just saying this for attention. I think it was the 49ers. I really do because we're looking at the entire draft. Okay. The entire draft. I think they traded up to number three too early, by the way, I think they gave up too much. I really do. Um, I love Trey Lance. I just picked him to win rookie of the year. So let's keep everything in context here. Uh, Round two, they reached round three. They really reached for Ambry Thomas. They traded up for a running back. Who's had three major injuries in college and has never finished a season. And then they drafted another running back while still having good running backs on the roster. So I just felt like their draft fell apart. I like Aaron Banks. I think he'll be a really good player. I think they took him too early. And when you have limited future draft capital, I would have liked to have seen them trade back instead of trade up, especially for a running back. I think they should have done a better job of stockpiling. So when we, we talk about who had the best and worst draft, it's not always just about the players you accumulate. It's how you accumulated them. So I think we could say the same thing about like Minnesota trading back in round one. It was really smart of them to trade back and get Christian Darisol. So I, I think you have to, again, context matters. It's not just, oh, they got these seven players. Okay. It's how you acquired those players that matter. Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually give the Jets a little bit of credit because I think with their first three picks, they did absolutely 
amazing. And just, I know they had a lot of needs that they needed to fill. And I think they did an excellent job on that. So I will give them credit for that. We'll see how it pans out with the whole Zach Wilson thing. And also, like you said, it goes beyond that. And they took one of my favorite receivers in Elijah Moore. So I think Mm -hmm. um, you get your QB and you get a guy that he can throw to. So I think that uh, those two picks alone, um, I was pretty impressed because obviously we know Joe Douglas is good at his job. If he's given time, like he's good at his job. Yeah. In terms of worst, I always hate picking worse. Cause I always feel bad. Do it. I can't coward. do it. I can't, I can't do it. I'm going to make Melo do it. Uh, I have two that I, so I have apparently I have no problem <laughs> picking worst. Uh, the Rams, I was pretty confused by their draft. I didn't really like some of the picks they made, but the saints are going to get my award. Uh, I know I, I, I don't, I like Peyton Turner. I wonder if you could have traded down to get him and uh, Pete Warner. Again, I like Pete Warner. Second round is a little bit rich for me. And then uh, the absolute worst pick, Ian Book, in the fourth round. Like, what the hell is going on here with your quarterback situation? You tell us you love Taysom Hill. You tell us Jameis is going to be the starter and you love what he's doing. Then you draft a guy like Ian Book in the fourth round. The fourth round. The, uh, he could have been a sixth round pick, seventh round pick. I, and I yeah. don't know if I would have liked it. Look at that. All right, next question. This is a non-football question. Um, my then girlfriend decided to end our relationship. I thought we were doing well and was getting ready to get a ring in the fall. However, she felt that we needed to go our separate ways. Now as a teacher and a coach, it is hard to do my job. Is there any advice on ways to get better? Uh, maybe not appropriate for a podcast, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, address it the same that you would as a coach. We're on to the next game. Give yourself 24 I hours. Love to cover. Like Move you on. need to go. So when a, when a major league pitcher is struggling, right, what do they do? They send him to the minors and he gets to throw heat against lesser prospects and get his confidence back. I think yep. you need to go to the minors, throw that heat against some lesser prospects, get that confidence back. Yeah. And then you're back up in the big leagues in no time. Someone caught a my... slump buster. Oh my God. <laughs> Somebody get me out of here. Um, also therapy is very helpful. So and I, was just I gonna fully say, endorse it. You just, I, you honestly just go through the motions. I'm so flustered right now. Go through the motions of, of like getting over them. Like really go through the motions. Don't be like checking in on what they're doing. Don't be whatever, like cut them out, like yes, ignore them yes, completely gone. Do no, don't yep. be checking up on them on social media, move on, move past it and go forward. Cause that's the easiest um, way yeah. to kind of get yeah, you over del- someone is to really forget about them. them. Yeah. Do that's not, a great point. And don't talk to them. Do not. I was going to say, she, probably If she's block asking to be your friend, oh my God, please say no. Tell her no that yep. you, to respect your boundary and no. Okay. Um, before I get too hyped up over that one. That no, no, right. that's a great point. Cause a lot of people make that mistake of like, well, let's stay friends just because she changes her mind. You, nope. You nope. can nope. you can be friends nope. eventually, but you have if you're still if you still have those feelings for her and you were gonna marry her, you should not speak to her for a really long time. And then maybe one day you can be friends with me over it once you have someone new in your life. Who knows? Listen, turn on Ariana. Thank you next. Yes, that that's great, that's great, me. great advice. We'll end it with that one. All right. Um, <laughs> can we get a power rankings of drinking holidays, you guys? So they listed. Oh, Mello, did you just is that your list? Wow, Mello I put really them in there just in case you needed it. Okay, so we're I, I'm... Memorial Day is number one. Let me say that right there. Really? I think it is. I do. Uh, a lot of people will say like Fourth of July, St. Patty's Day. I think Memorial Day is the best one. 
Hey, what better way to honor people by just getting shit faced when the weather's beautiful? Um, Mello cannot go first anymore because every time he does, he throws shade at other answers, and they are always right. The answers that I I'm gonna give. Like, well, Fourth of now July, that you've brought that don't up, throw to me. I'm always right. The Fourth of <laughs> right. July is legitimately like very high on my all mm-hmm. holiday rankings. Like, I love so I Christmas. Second. Same. I agree with you though. I absolutely love 4th of July. It is the best drinking holiday in my opinion by a mile. It is the best. Um, So I would go 4th of July first. The only reason why it's second for me real quick. You don't know when it's going to be. Memorial Day, last Monday in May. We know when it's going to be. So it's it doesn't always fall on a random day. Wednesday. <laughs> it's always oh, okay. I see that's mean. fair. Day of the week, you mean? But you yeah. always get yeah. it off usually. Like it's, it's like a it's national holiday. The Fourth of July. It, they, uh, everyone yeah. acknowledges <laughs> that holiday. Right. I actually uh, don't discriminate here. I look at all holidays as major drinking days. That's like, true. For real. So Thanksgiving, like I. <laughs> Thanksgiving is a good one for me. I like, mm, I probably drink when I eat on Thanksgiving. Exactly. Like Always work. have Friday off. Do a little Friendsgiving the night before and just roll it in. Three day weekend it. Um, or three day wild turkey Wednesday. And then the weekend it. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Did you make that up? No. You should trademark that. Um, <laughs> but Mello talked me into it. Here's why the 4th of July, uh, I'm responsible for a seven year old who loves fire and blowing things up. And I can't get too wasted and make yeah. sure he has all 10 fingers. Not trying to have a little JPP on my hands. Well, I don't have any kids. So. <laughs> Just, uh, never mind. <laughs> don't. Um, mm. Mello, what's your second favorite? Text it to me. What's your second? Second, favorite? second favorite is 4th of July. I do. Okay. I, I think that the weather is usually great for those as well. So that one is second for me. I'm going to take uh labor day for the second one i'm sticking to the like ones that the, they suggested right new year's st patrick's yeah. day labor day new year's is the worst it's new year's crowded, is absolutely the worst Get- <laughs> yep. absolutely the worst holiday because also like it everybody is out and like it's so hard to get ubers yep. anywhere and be responsible and i also just like don't feel safe going out like i'd rather like stay at home and have like a party at our house than do anything else i feel because- that way about st patty's day too uh, like, everybody's just so riled different. up bar crawl, but it's yep. day drinking new year's is like late it's dark there's a lot that could happen i don't know i just think that new year's is absolute worst and i think a lot of people put pressure on it to like have someone to kiss at midnight and it's more fun to just like hang out with your friends and be happy i don't know i just think yeah uh, like yeah okay is that all that okay um keep leaving those podcast reviews we're loving those so thank you for that and we have some exciting new things in the works that we'll be talking about over the summer as we kind of update you guys on how we enter phase two of two guys growing a podcast Podcast. i don't know we don't have a catchy fucking name for it yet we will though Uh, two two guys a girl and a podcast 2.0 i think that's how they do it on the internet so that's how we'll do it here and we'll talk to you guys on tuesday Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line. 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 